Consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studio aboard the Wilderness Adventure in Alaska, this is Cruise Radio. That is right. We are aboard the 170-foot, 60-passenger Wilderness Adventurer, a ship belonging to Uncruise Adventures. We are on a seven-night sailing. Uh, Eastern Coves sailing is what they call it. We're between Juneau heading southbound to Ketchikan. Joining me is my special co-host and uh, fellow cruise passenger here, Anna Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thanks, Doug. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we're here to kind of dissect um, small ship cruising. Uh, when you first booked this cruise um, and fast forward to now, was it kind of everything you expected? Um, to be honest, I didn't really have any preset expectations. Sure. Um, I knew that I wanted a smaller, more intimate experience that was more centered on adventure off of the boat rather than destination. Sure. And, uh, and kind of let's dissect small ship cruising because um, a lot of folks are wondering what exactly it is because a lot of listeners travel like Carnival, Royal Caribbean, Princess Holland America, all that. But it's, it's a very small, um, I guess you could say, intimate up close, face-to-face with nature. Would that be correct? Yeah, absolutely. Back to the cabins. There's, uh, I felt there was plenty of storage space as well for all of our Alaskan gear. Yeah, I um, absolutely felt like the rooms were really well um, appointed and very well laid out, um, especially if there, for example, might be some rolling of the boat, mm-hmm. as you can feel maybe more um, pronounced in a smaller boat. It keeps everything from shifting too much. Joining us now is our first guest. She is the expedition leader aboard the Wilderness Adventurer, Lori. Lori, welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you very much, Doug. Before we get started with the interview, tell us a little bit about yourself. I have been in the adventure travel guiding business for about 20 years, doing um, adventure travel trekking, mountaineering, rafting, and most recently I spent almost two years in Australia working for an organization over there. And I am fortunate enough to be on the Wilderness Adventure as a new person in the expedition leader role. Well, you're doing a hell of a job. i got to tell you that much. You're, you're awesome. You're right on top of everything. So um, let's get to Uncruise Adventures. What can folks expect when they book an Uncruise Adventure sailing? We strive to provide our guests with hiking opportunities, kayaking opportunities, stand-up paddleboarding opportunities, as well as some amazing marine mammal viewing. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's always all the weather that can come and be a part of our experience, whether it's wind, rain, or beautiful sun. I have to say, there are folks all over the map on this sailing that we're on right now from, from I'd say, 30 to 70. But how intense are these activities, and are there activities geared for the extreme and the moderate? Great question. We're real specific as well as conscious about making sure that we do our very best to meet all ability levels. So we do provide guests with options that would be photo pace, if you will, at a slower pace for people who want to take pictures, moderate as well as what we call chargers so that regardless of age just um, folks that are fit and want to go fast can and folks that just want to take their time and enjoy the scenery can what can folks expect to see on these wilderness hikes 
Any manner of things. Okay. I can tell you that last hike I was on, we saw one of um, Alaska's gigantic porcupines, <laughs> larger than life. They will see beautiful forest fauna and um, animals as well. I will, we try not to see bear, quite honestly, sure. but they can be part of the package and we do our best to be noisy and uh, make our presence known. Out of uh, the past seven days on this Eastern Cove's itinerary, what was your favorite spot? If you had to say, I know it's hard because everything is beautiful on here. I think today was yeah. because we had just a stellar day in this serene cove that virtually no one goes to with the exception of the float plane that mm -hmm. came in and I think the occasional chartered uh, sailboat. And on top of it, we had beautiful calm water. It was perfect for the uh, open water paddling and guided paddling we were doing. I gotta say I'm very jealous you get to spend um, months out here a year doing this because this is totally awesome. She is the expedition leader aboard Wilderness Adventure with Uncruise Adventures. Lori, thank you so much for being on Cruise Radio. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. It should not be mistaken because even though this ship is only 170 feet in length, there is actually plenty of public areas for viewing. Absolutely. I'd have to say, um, actually, one of my favorite viewing areas is the aft part of the boat. Again, new terminology for me, but just a really great place to get a perspective of uh, what you've just been passing through. Yeah. And there's also um, the aft where we're sitting right now recording the show. There is uh, deck four, which is an open terrace. And another cool thing about this cruise line is they have an open bridge policy. So anytime during the day, uh, a passenger can walk in there and the captain can actually tell you about the charts or where you're going, you're heading, your course, where you're going next. And, uh, and speaking of the bridge, joining us now is the captain, Captain Rod. Captain Rod, welcome to Cruise Radio, my friend. Hey, uh, uh, welcome. Thank you for uh, letting us come up here, man. I, I love the open bridge policy you have. Are, are all uncruised adventures like this? They sure are. You know, we we really go out of our way to to make people feel at home. And as far as we're concerned, uh, we we just want everyone to be as comfortable as they can. And our bridge is their bridge. And yeah, just just come on up, and you know, we're happy to go over to charts with you and uh, point out all of the equipment, tell you how it works. Uh, geez, you know, a lot of times you can take the lookouts chair and help us look ahead for uh, whales or uh, orcas or, or whatever might be out there. Right. And I like the uh, the underwater bow cam you have on this ship, too, where I actually saw a bunch of, uh, are they called harbor porpoises that I saw um, at the bow cam the other night? No, I think what you were probably seeing was the doll's porpoise. That's and, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're the uh, black and white, and I don't think there's a creature out there that appears to have more fun than a doll's right. porpoise. I thought it was a big orca whale on the front of the ship, the front of the ship, but it uh, it wasn't at all. So, Captain, uh, before you uh, you know started sailing with Uncruise Adventures, uh, tell us about your background. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I made my first uh, dollar at sea commercial fishing, and and I guess in a way, it just kind of stuck, right? Mm -hmm. I uh, really enjoyed working on the water, and um, in the end, you know what I, I really just uh, missed Southeast Alaska, and I mm -hmm. missed just how rewarding. Uh, this job is. I mean, the, the the job here essentially is is to find a beautiful, interesting, amazing things and look at them and share them with uh, whoever uh, whoever might be on board. And that really is is why I'm here. It's just it's just really the most rewarding uh, maritime work I've I've found sure. and I've chosen to stay. So we're on a seven night uh, Eastern Coves itinerary. We started in Juneau and we end in Ketchikan. For the listeners, kind of explain what the Eastern Coves of Southeast Alaska are. 
Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's uh, you know for us what that means is 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 uh, locations and and waterways. Uh, that are a little more on the inside, say, than the outside, meaning uh, there's less exposure to raw Pacific Ocean influence. So it's, it tends to be just a little more sheltered. Uh, also, uh, uh, the places we go tend to offer more uh, hiking opportunities uh, just because of, of the nature of, of the terrain that surrounds the, the bays, etc., that we choose. And so, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's about... Uh, the trip is, is about starting at a, at a glacier and, and then uh, sort of building the opportunities for, for us to participate with uh, the places we go. Now, at the glacier, of course, we, uh, we're, we're mostly going to be doing small boat tours. We really mm-hmm. believe in the sort of eye-level experience with sure. the glaciers, right? We try to get you really close, not too close by any stretch of the imagination, but close enough to just really feel like you're there. They do calve. It happens right in front of you. Uh, there are waves, and we ride up them in the small boats. And then uh, eventually uh, we'll, we'll move on from there, and, and we'll, our eyes will be open the whole time looking for wildlife. Uh, often we'll find brown bears on the way out from the glacier. And then we'll, we'll move on to a, a place where we can, uh, say, anchor and offer a number of, of different skill level hikes mm-hmm. uh, for, for the days to come. So we, we, we try to, to break the groups down into paces. So we, we like to have a, 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 an opportunity for a group that wants to move fast through an area and maybe sure. get to the top of a particular mountain or trail or something. And then we'll offer more moderately paced one for people who, who want to get out there but, but aren't necessarily... Uh, driven to to run to the top sort of thing and then we we started we're, we're more and more we're offering what we call a sort of a, a photographer's pace uh, one as well for people who are really just really interested in getting the perfect shot and these just move along at a very leisurely pace with the idea being uh, to provide photographers uh, and and people who who have uh, cameras who are becoming photographers the opportunity to get the perfect shot I've got to ask you, because everyone says the weather is always rainy in Alaska, but we had a picture-perfect week this week. Did we just kind of luck out? Yeah, you know, this happens. You know, it's, uh, I, I don't know if luck would be, I think I'd be misleading you if I were to say luck, because this does occur, but it's always hard to say exactly when mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Uh, I, would, I'd st- I would still encourage everyone to bring uh, rain gear and warm stuff. Uh, even when you're coming in July, because it, you, you never know when you're going to get rain and you never when you're going to get sun. But I'll, sure. I'll tell you what, you know, both the, the times when there's rain, the, the beauty that the moisture brings out and the rock surfaces and the trees and the freshness it brings, that's wonderful stuff, too. Of course, I'm not going to complain about the sun. That's nice yeah. when we can get it. <laughs> He is the captain of the 170-foot-long Wilderness Adventurer for Uncruised Adventures. Captain Rod, thank you so much for being on Cruise Radio, man. Hey, my pleasure. It's been great having you aboard. Everybody has a story. Joe Wilder's story was of a busy medical professional putting in 80 hours a week at a stressful job before deciding to trade it in for a fun-filled life of travel. With my love of travel and, and my, my love to plan my friend's travel, I looked at all the different companies that are out there Cruise planners could not have been a better, better choice for me. Of course, all cruise planners' travel advisors have something in common. They all decided to choose a different path. 
Follow their passion and write their own story. What's your story? To find out about turning your love of travel into a fun, flexible, home-based career, visit CruisePlannersFranchise.com or call 888-582-2150. Learn more about the franchise that's been voted number one in travel by Entrepreneur Magazine for 10 years in a row. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? Actually being able to talk to a human being. And they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website. And they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now. TripInsurance.com. All right, joining us again on Cruise Radio is President and CEO of Uncruise Adventures, Dan Blanchard. Dan, welcome back to Cruise Radio, man. It's been like, what, two years? It's been two years, but now we got you in the right place. Yes. We got you in Alaska. Yes. You definitely have me up here. And uh, you just changed the brand name. It was Intercity Discoveries and uh, American Safari Cruises. Now it's Uncruise Adventures. And uh, how's that going? You know, it's going really well. People really get it. As soon as they hear the word Uncruise and Adventures, they understand what we do. Uh, the long process to get there, but we're really happy with the decision. And your, your cruises, you actually do Mexico, Hawaii, and Alaska. And uh, what's the difference? Like, would you find the more of the adventure or more the luxury side, like in Hawaii and Mexico? You know, it's uh, in both in Hawaii and Mexico, we run our luxury adventure boats. Okay. But you do find that the warmer water environments tend to just breed more adventure. Then, of course, our heritage boat runs in Alaska and on the Columbia Snake River as well. And you run the gamut on ships here. You have, I believe you said you have eight ships now. Mm-hmm. And um, basically explain to the listeners uh, what these ships are like. I mean, they're, they're like under 100 passengers, and they're very intimate, correct? Yeah, the whole thing is all, we, we run no boats over 90 passengers. Okay. And so it's, it has the intimacy of small group experience, but also the ability to really get off the boat and experience things that you just can't do on a larger ship. Right. And you have about a dozen itineraries right now. Um, what are some of your favorites up here in Alaska? Well, I'm always partial to uh, anything that gets me out in the woods <laughs> or right. out in a kayak. Uh, so I really love both our eastern and western coasts. Uh, that, those are my favorites, but I'm a, a Glacier Bay lover from the very beginning. So, in fact, I'm going paddling there for two weeks with my, my daughter here real soon. You, you love the paddling. I, I follow you on Facebook, and you're all over the damn place. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a pretty lucky guy, <laughs> Doug. I get, to, I get to live my passions at work and play. I guess the big question, the big interview question is, is there Alaska beer on board? 
Hell yes. Okay, good. <laughs> Alaska beer everywhere we go. It's our home. Nice, nice, nice. And now, I understand this. Uh, you, you were recently adopted into the Clinkett tribe. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, talk about a heartwarming experience. Yeah. Uh, Joe Williams is now my brother, and my now given name is Gnukwa. Wow. And that's a Clinkett name uh, given to me in a ceremony where I uh, was also adopted with uh, Governor Sean Parnell of the state of Alaska. Very cool. I'm about to hop on your 60-passenger wilderness adventure. Uh, any tips for me? Yeah, get up on the bridge mm-hmm. and sit with the chart with the captain and figure out what fun you're going to have. Awesome. Because you've got a group that's ready to roll. Rock on. President and CEO of Uncruise Adventures, Dan Blanchard, man. Always happy to see you. Doug? Kindred spirit, man. And Anna, thank you so much for spending some time with me on the aft deck of the Wilderness Adventurer this evening. You're welcome. I'm absolutely thrilled to be here. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the activities that we've done uh, during this seven night sailing, where we've actually we've done some really cool kayaking. We've actually got face to face with a glacier, whale watching, paddle boarding. Um, we pretty much ran the gamut. What was your favorite adventure or uh, activity aboard this seven night sailing? Well, I'd have to say mine's probably a little bit of a hybrid of two the things that you mentioned. Um, So today was really awesome. We got to experience scurfing. Now, for the listeners who don't know what scurfing is, explain that for us. Yeah, so basically it's uh, getting pulled along um, by a skiff boat while you're on a paddleboard. So if you're from the south, it's like wakeboarding or something like that, um, where you're actually standing up and you're behind this big, long paddleboard. But a paddleboard is nothing like a surfboard because it's basically like impossible to flip a paddleboard. And uh, what did you think of the hikes? Because so I jacked my ankle up. Oh, look, a ship. Check that out. That's cool. So there's quite a few hikes available on the Wilderness Adventure on this seven-night Eastern Cove sailing. I myself couldn't do any of them because I had a fractured ankle and I, um, my ankle was killing me the whole cruise, but I did a lot of other water sports. But Anna, you did a lot of the hiking and um, there's everything from slow-paced photographer hiking to fast-paced charger hiking. And um, so kind of explain the hiking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I did basically one of each of the types of hikes. And I think a key difference from what I'm used to is that there are not really any really clear trails. Um, And so it's it's an adventure in and of itself. You see a lot of interesting wildlife. um, You get sucked in by some mud. um, But all the while, like just having a great time with the other guests who are also nature lovers. Did you get to see any kind of like crazy wild animals out there? Um, I would have loved to, um, but we are safety first, and so we were uh, frequently letting bears and other um, wild animals know that we were coming into the area, so. How does one let a bear know they are coming into the area? Hello, bear. Really? Is that what you said? Hello, bear? Yeah, basically the whole time. (laughs) Interesting. And um, one of my favorite things on this sailing was actually looking at Sawyer Glacier face-to-face and watching it calving right in front of you. I actually caught some cool video of it. You can check it out at cruiseradio.net. What did you think of the glacier experience? This was your first one, right? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the calving was definitely a really cool aspect. Um, The other glacier we went to was Baird Glacier, and we actually had a chance to hike right on top of it and get to the ice itself. And that was pretty amazing. I felt like that was just a timeline of how the the Earth has evolved over the past hundreds and thousands of years. Joining us now is Chris from Edmonds, Washington. Chris, welcome to Cruise Radio, my friend. Thanks very much. So uh, you booked an uncruise adventure. It was your first one. Did it meet your expectations? It more than met my expectations. We had an absolute blast, and my wife and I travel all the time, and this is right up there. This is one of our best vacations ever. 
And you've been you've been all over the world. Yes, I have. I've lived in several countries, and I've I had a passport when I was three days old. Wow. Okay. So uh, out of the past seven days on this eastern coast itinerary, which one was your favorite day? The scenery was incredible. Mm-hmm. The uh, on Mon- on the Monday, my wife and I went with about four other people on a thirteen mile hike, mm-hmm. and uh, I fell in the mud. Yeah, you know, we brought our lunches with us, and we saw all sorts of stuff. We saw. Uh, evidence of bears. We saw evidence of wolf, and we saw uh, moose cat. We saw the most incredible scenery, and it was just, just fabulous. I mean, I, I can't believe I've lived near Seattle for 20 years and never been to Alaska before. And the glaciers too, like Sawyer Glacier. We got like a quarter of a mile from it. That had to amaze you. I know it amazed me at least. I got some great pictures from Sawyer Glacier. I got some calving. We were a quarter of a mile from it. It seemed like we never got any closer to it. We the, the air is so clear that we were probably 10 miles away when we first saw it, and it never looked like we were getting any closer because it's so big. Yeah. The perspective here is, is out of sight. So I know you and your wife have sailed the big cruise ships before. Um, how would you kind of compare and contrast the big ship experience to um, on cruise adventures? Well, if I don't want big ship passengers to come on on cruise, I'd say this is really terrible here. Don't come. But... For us, the big cruise wasn't our style of, of travel. We went up with my whole family. We were 12 of us, which was fun. But we are more solo travelers, and this was very much like it. We didn't meet one knucklehead on the whole trip, mm-hmm. either uh, crew or passengers. It was just a ball, absolute ball. Chris from Edmonds, Washington. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio, man. My pleasure. I've got to say, Anna, one thing I was impressed with on this sailing was the food and the local, like the regional cuisine. Yeah, absolutely. I think there were really great options, both surf and turf. <laughs> Straight to the point. Where are you from? Actually, what I thought was really cool, so I did a tour of the galley, and it's incredible. It's like a really small, compact space, and they managed to put out an abundance of food, just great variety. Yeah, they, they definitely cranked out the great food, and the pastry chef on here was amazing. Yeah, I would have to concur. Yeah, you're exactly right. But what did you think of the overall like flavor and stuff of the food? Did you think it was presented and tasted great? Um, based on how much I consumed over the past week, I'd say yes, absolutely. <laughs> I got to say, my favorite meal was the Dungeness crabs last night where it was all you can eat. And I think I went up like five or six times and got three claws each time and was still hungry. They took the crab legs away. What was your favorite meal this sailing? I am not really one for superlatives, but I would have to say the croissants that we had tonight were amazing like decadent and just perfect joining us now is another passenger uh, who sailed this week linda and uh linda is from southern california linda welcome to cruise radio thank you so when you first booked this uncruise adventure trip what were your like first impressions and did it meet your expectations well it certainly met my expectations um What I was looking for was to explore Alaska in a deeper way, Mm -hmm. and this certainly did that for us. Have you ever done an Alaska cruise before on a big cruise ship? Yes, twice. And how would you compare or contrast? Totally different, because this is much more engaging and um, much more up close and personal. Um, The big cruise ships, you can seek it out, but this makes it a lot easier to do it on a smaller cruise ship. Over the past seven days, what was your favorite destination, I should say, on the itinerary? Well, all of it was really good, but I think going to Tracy Arms and getting into the um, skiffs and getting up really, really close to see those glaciers. 
And you had like the uh, you were like the iceberg uh, caller because every time it calved, you knew like seconds before we had our camera and we were focused on it and caught it. Uh, the iceberg whisperer, I guess we could yeah. call you. <laughs> Linda, thank you so much for your time and uh, have a great rest of your trip. Thank you. Broadcasting from Southeast Alaska, this is Cruise Radio. Joining us now is passenger Paul. Paul, when you first booked this cruise, uh, what were your expectations? I was expecting something similar to what we did. Uh, a lot of adventure, kayaking, paddle boarding. I think what was a real treat or unexpected was the, the amount of animals we saw, the whale watching and the seals and whatnot. I didn't expect to see that much. I know you've never been on a, a massive cruise liner or anything like that, but um, how did you feel about like the accommodations and the food and everything aboard this ship? I, I thought they were fantastic. Um, I don't, I'm not the sort of person I don't think that would ever do a massive cruise liner. And so f- for what we did do, I thought it was really nice. Um, everything was really clean. Um, it was, yeah, generally pretty good accommodations. Over the past seven days, what was the coolest thing you saw um, on the itinerary? The coolest thing was probably the whale watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really done that before, uh, and seeing them up close was uh, pretty fantastic. What did you think of Sawyer Glacier from a quarter mile away? Uh, I thought that was fantastic. Um, I think what was the coolest thing about that was seeing um, the glacier calving. Mm-hmm. And then I think the day after that, we actually went walking on a glacier, and I've never walked on uh, pure ice like that before. What would you say for someone who may be on the fence about doing one of these adventure cruises but hasn't quite jumped over yet? Uh, I would say you're never no, you're never going to know until you try. It's not every day you get opportunities to, to see whales and seals and go climbing on glaciers. So, you know, just give it a shot. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it again. Um, if you do like it, then, you know, you found something that uh, that is really cool. Rock it, man. I appreciate it. All right. No worries. Thanks. And we actually end our seven-night sailing in Ketchikan, Alaska. And uh, joining us now is a resident of Ketchikan, J.D. J.D., welcome to Cruise Radio. Let me ask you, J.D., what is so unique about Ketchikan? Uh, well, in my opinion, uh, Ketchikan is appealing uh, because of its proximity to Misty Fjords National Park and Monument. Um, the flight scene tours that go out of Ketchikan daily one of those uh, things that you don't want to miss, um, especially when you're jumping on a float plane. That's what Alaska's all about. Is is uh, is Ketchikan a walkable town? Oh yeah, it's it, it's very walkable. But keep in mind that there are a lot of steps on the boardwalks. So you know, if you have a, if you have a bad knee, you may want to take an alternate route. There's always an alternate uh, route to get around in Ketchikan. Uh, but yes, it is a very walkable town. Cool. And what are some um, must sees in your opinion? Uh, absolutely one of the uh, biggest highlights of Ketchikan is Creek Street. It's where the creek comes right through the town and empties into the ocean. Um, one of the great things about Creek Street is it's a it's spawning ground for the salmon. Um, if you follow Creek Street up, you will come to the hatchery where they also have um, an eagle preserve up there. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's uh, something you don't want to miss. Creek Street starts right there um, about less than a block from the cruise ship uh, dock and you can continue on the trail up to the hatchery which is about a quarter of a mile very cool and a lot of folks come to alaska to do some shopping Uh, do you know any uh unique places to get any kind of um knickknacks unique to alaska and to ketchikan one of my favorite uh shopping spots is julie's it's a fine jewelry and gift store so you could pick up, you know, a, a nice bracelet for the wife or maybe just a couple little knickknacks. But most of their product are, um, they, they do come from um, an Alaskan family and they, they keep it true to Alaska. Let's talk food. Where's some great eats for Ketchikan? 
Uh, one of my favorite uh, haunts is Annabelle's. It's right on the waterfront. It's actually across from the waterfront, but you can uh, look out over into the uh, into the water. Um, Annabelle's has fare that ranges from fish and chips to steaks, so you can uh, run the whole gambit there. So, some first-time advice for folks going to Ketchikan. What do you recommend? I would recommend just uh, taking it easy, strolling through town at a slow pace. That's where you're going to see, you know, the most action. Uh, absolutely get out there, get in, a, get on a float plane or take a, a boat tour out. But um, give yourself enough time to stroll the town because um, there is a lot to see, as I had mentioned, Creek Street and just some of the little nooks and crannies that you just randomly will run into and catch again. J.D. Brother, thanks for being on Cruise Radio, man. All right, thanks. You guys have a great day. And it is time to wrap up our seven-night Eastern Cove sailing from Juneau to Ketchikan. We arrive in Ketchikan in just a couple of hours. Anna, before we hop here, um, so who would you recommend this kind of sailing for? Um, So I think absolutely people who are looking for a more of an intimate environment where you can have a lot of adventure. Um, I think you would need to be a flexible-minded person where you're not looking for things to start precisely on time per se, but just being really fluid. Um, And I think people who are looking to really disconnect um, in, in a sense of being out in the wild and not necessarily being tied to their smartphones and laptops. Sure. So overall, this this kind of exceed your expectations, or what would you say? No, I mean, I actually think I speak for most of the people um, that were on this cruise with us in saying that everyone had a, an amazing time and exceeded everyone's expectations. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, Anna, thank you so much, because this is actually a cruise radio milestone. I've actually never had a guest co-host with me. It's either always when I'm sailing, either Matt or someone else, a journalist or something, kind of talk about the sailing. Never had a, a guest giving their raw experience. So uh, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. And um, I wanted to say thanks as well to you for being my kayak buddy for the past (laughs) week. And by kayak buddy, I mean the one who did all the work. Your propulsion because you were being lazy and looking for someone to paddle you along Southeast Alaska. From the TripInsurance.com studios aboard the 170-foot wilderness adventure, I'm Doug Parker. Happy and cruising. Very well said. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is recorded weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Download the Cruise Radio app. Hear Cruise Radio on TuneIn Radio, the Stitcher Radio Network, the Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, CruiseAddicts.com, and on our website at CruiseRadio.net. Follow Cruise Radio on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, Pinterest, and Tumblr. For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.